What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. My name is Austin Bagshaw. I'm an online fitness and nutrition coach looking to improve as many lives as possible through fitness and health. Okay, guys. So today we're going to talk a lot about a lot of stuff, but me and Jess, I, I mainly wanted to get Jess on here to discuss stress and to discuss ways to mitigate stress because stress is the one thing in our life that controls everything. It controls how we sleep. It controls how we lose weight. It controls our thought process. It controls everything. So today, Jess is going to just discuss three, three simple ways to mitigate stress. And let's, let's just get, uh, go ahead and get, get rolling. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so yeah, the first big step that I've always incorporated with stress and man, can do, do I get a lot of it every now and then? <laughs> um, <clears throat> breathing. So breathing is such a huge part of mitigating stress. It just brings you back into your body and really it controls everything. So you'll notice even, this is something, one of the first things I talk about in yoga, what if you ever take a yoga class with me, is noticing your breath. Are you doing deep belly, belly diaph- uh, diaphragm breathing or are you doing shallow breath breathing, which is just like up towards like the heart and the lungs and not actually going deep through the body. Um, if you're doing that deep belly breathing, then that's also called, I call that the baby breath, because if you watch a baby's belly, that's how they breathe. When they inhale, their belly inflates. When they exhale, their belly deflates. That's what we should be doing at all times. But we get caught up and don't even realize that we change that. And whenever we're like, especially like in our survival mode, a lot of times it will change to that shallow breath. So when we're stressed and anxious, we'll take that shallow breath. And then sometimes we never come out of it. So we're not very, very efficiently with our body and it can cause a lot of issues just starting with that breath. So that's, that's super interesting with, and I'm going to touch on that because breathing is super important. I mean, it's obviously what keeps us alive. We do it (laughs) subconsciously. Um, but when we breathe guys, it allows more oxygen to get into our bloodstream. And when we breathe, one thing that I wanted to touch on with that, if you, if you don't know proper breathing with exercising, that's not good. And the reason I say that is if you struggle with like really, really like getting through a workout, um, you, you, maybe you're, you're not patient enough to rest a whole minute and you just kind of like push through it and you're not working on your breathing during the process. You're not giving your body enough oxygen to produce the results that you should be getting. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that to, to recognize is exercise is a stressor. It is. It's, um, I talked about this on my other podcast. It's, if you expect to, if you're at a high state or a high stress environment and you wake up and do a fasted workout that's high intensity, that is smashing, smashing your body with more and more stress. Your body is dehydrated probably. Your body has zero uh, nutrients in it to fuel you. So it's just stress, stress, stress. Everything just starts to go up. And that's so important when you're exercising. You have to recognize exercise as a stress in your life. Yes, it's so many positive benefits to it, just like yoga. Yoga, to an extent, can be a stressful experience if you're not experienced with it, if you go and you try to do stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing. Um, And I'm sure you could vouch for that, but I think it's important to understand when you breathe to know when, when should you be breathing on the way down, should you, should you be breathing on the way up, just like with a, with, with a push-up. And explosive breathing as well like breathing out and really getting that carbon dioxide out of your system allows you to bring in more oxygen whenever you come back in. So 
that will allow you to clear your head more. It'll allow you to get through the sets with explosive reps, as in not just doing the number, but actually feeling that burn. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff to it. And I know you can just touch on that with just like with yoga and breathing. How important is that to like be one, one with your body and mind? Oh, absolutely. It's important. Um, <clears throat> it's one of the first things that really gets taught in like a real yoga class is linking the body and the breath with the mind. So like you flow with the breath in most yoga classes. Um, there are some classes like vinyasas, generally you actually move with each inhale and exhale. Like you match it immediately to that. Um, and a lot of times in my classes, we will tie that in at times. Sometimes we'll hold out poses longer, but you're still breathing the whole time, regardless of one of my classes. I had to remind her to in fact breathe even when I don't say it. <laughs> But yeah, so it is extremely important. And um, uh, yeah, so it's it's extremely important to stay with that breath and stay present in the breath. And there's so many different pranas or breath work that you can actually build into your practice to help calm you down. The first one that I ever did, and I still use this almost on a daily basis, is just the three deep breaths. Um, so whenever, like, even if you're standing in line at the store and you just feel overwhelmed and you're trying to figure out like what, um, you're just trying to figure out, you're trying to get into the state to calm down and to be present because you feel yourself getting stressed and overwhelmed, just taking three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. Um, if it's more comfortable for you to do in through the nose and out through the mouth, that's totally fine as well. But really taking those three intentional breaths can change your mental state. Just three. like that. Yeah. And so I started doing that um, when I was fresh in college. I had read a study on it and started incorporating it and noticed a huge difference almost immediately. And that's something that one of the first things that I teach my um, people today is the three deep breaths to calm down. Um, We do it before every yoga practice. And we always begin practice with breath work and end it with breath work. Mm Mm-hmm. That's funny. Really, guys, breathing, that's the first thing you do to, to know that you're alive is, is their heartbeat and are they breathing? Breath is everything. And how I explain this to like my clients or just to someone who's stressed out and doesn't really think about breathing, I like to explain it as the fight or flight, um, our, our, our flight or fight response. So when we are naturally doing stuff and not really thinking about like if we're at a, like a sedentary place, maybe working on a laptop, driving a car, we're not breathing through our mouth. Okay. If your allergies are bad and your nose is stuffed up, you're probably breathing through your mouth, but your natural response in a low stress environment is to breathe through your nose. Your body is never going to subconsciously breathe through your mouth unless there's something blocking your, your airways and your nose. So with that being said, how do you take that and you, and like be more aware of, of your breathing? For example, when, you're, when, when, when we're running and our heart rate goes up, we need more oxygen quicker. So it's a lot bigger hole to open your mouth and breathe than it is your nose. So that's just one way to practice keeping that heart rate low. If you are trying to do any type of probably just yoga, honestly, through yoga, I doubt you ever tell anybody to breathe through their mouth. Am I wrong? Only on the first practice. Like, so if um, in the first few moments, I'll have actually people do that just to release a little bit more mm-hmm. and that grounds a little bit quicker and more gotcha. intensely. So if you're, so if you're in more of like that, like higher paced class where it's like a little bit more intermediate advanced, you might have to get that 
um, breath through your mouth. But what I'm just trying to get at is it's notice when you're breathing through your mouth. Um, and if, if you're stressed out, if you see someone having a panic attack or you feel like maybe you struggle with anxiety, panic attacks and stuff, you're not going to be breathing through your nose. Your heart rate is going to be through the roof. Cortisol levels are going to be like breaking, like literally smashing through the roof and you're going to be huffing and puffing through your mouth. So just understand like when you feel that way, understand your breath. If you need to calm down, if you need to get to a better state, lower your heart rate. Mm-hmm. literally uh so there's actually one thing that i was i've always been told that and, and you can you can like correct me on this but to breathe through your nose yes but put your thumb on the roof of your mouth and and act like you're sucking like like this and close it um i don't know from what i've been from it, i i've heard this from like a couple people but it reacts as a natural response to calm us down it's and it and it stems from us being babies with a bottle or breastfeeding it's actually what that stems from um, because that was our, us being at, okay, okay, I got food. We're happy now. We were just crying and now we're happy. So I don't know, just try that. And um, I know there's some yoga poses that help with that as well. If like, if you catch yourself really, really stressed, can you kind of go into like some, maybe some yoga poses that someone can just do in like a two to three minute stretch and then go about their day? Absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> I was actually this morning just talking about anxiety attacks. I, I, ha- I used to have them kind of frequently. And so all you can do at that point is focus on your breath. That's, that's what I ended up like making me better was getting back into my meditation practice and focusing on my breath. Um, and some of the yoga poses that I teach to help with all of this is child's pose is a great one. It gets you back like very grounded into the earth, very calming, supported pose. So you like, your belly is safe, which is something that like when our belly is exposed, a lot of times that can make us more nervous, even if we don't realize it, it's just our animal nature. Um, so you're actually, your knees are on the earth, your hips are back towards your heels, your arms are reaching long in front of you, and your forehead is on the earth in front of you. So you're just folding over the legs, um, which the legs are tucked under you, but your body is folding forward. And it's a very natural um, pose to just, just totally relax in. So that's child's pose. You can hold that for as long as necessary. The another one is, um, you can call it a few different things. Waterfall is what I call it. Um, in, in yoga, that's what it's recognized as, or you can call it legs up the wall. You scoot your bum as close to the wall as you can get it. And then you have your legs go straight up the wall. They can be bent, if, especially if your hamstrings are really tight. But this pose is extremely helpful for the heart. Um, the heart does not have to work as hard here since blood is flowing more naturally to it. So it doesn't, it gets to take a break and calm down a little bit. And it, so with the heart calming down, obviously that's going to release a bit more stress and not have you be as like as nervous or stressed in there. It's going to calm down the whole body. And, and yeah, it's just, it's a great pose for all that. It has a lot of other benefits as well. Um, But this, we're focusing on stress right now. So those are, um, those are two poses that are really great for just calming down and getting back centered to the moment in the breath. Well, I mean, stress relates directly relates with your heart rate. If you have a a high natural resting heart rate, you're probably pretty stressed. Um, and that's not something you should like ignore. Um, and I think that's very important, but, uh, can you go into the, the waterfall pose again? Like what do you do with your arms in that? So there's options for that one. Um, so the most common one is to have the hands at the side, palms facing up. 
the one that I really like to offer if you're feeling stressed um, is to take one hand over the heart and one hand over the belly. So this also allows you to kind of tune in more with the breath so you can actually follow it with the belly. So inhale, you'll feel the belly rise. Exhale, you'll feel the belly fall. So that's my most recommended for if you're really stressed. Um, the other one, if you're looking for more of a heart opener, so you feel like you're holding a lot in your heart and you want to open it, is just let the hands fall over the head. So that's a great one if you're looking Love for that. that. Love that. And yeah, as you can always look up these poses, child's pose is a pretty common one. Uh, I've actually never heard of the waterfall. That's why I was actually curious on that. But uh, you can always Google these. Um, it, information is endless on the internet. But yeah, <laughs> child's pose and waterfall apparently are very good for a stress reliever. So if you're someone who is on the go all the time and or has been uh, looking at a computer for four hours and not realize they haven't got up, get up, notice your heart, notice your breath, work on it five minutes every two to three hours that will improve your day. That'll improve your cognition. It'll improve your emotional response to the, the things that happen at like throughout your day. It'll improve a lot of stuff. So I always, I always preach that your physical health is your foundation of your reality. And if you don't, if you're not aware of it, then your foundation is going to be pretty shitty to be completely honest. So like awareness is always massive, but you always have to know like your breath is the most important thing in your life. You have to, you have to understand and know when it's messing up and knowing how to get it back to normal as well. So yeah, go into just uh, one more thing that you would recommend someone who struggles with the anxiety of a high, of a high stress environment or just struggles to calm down and just be with themselves. Oh goodness. There's so many things. Um, Let's go with one of my absolute favorite things that will always, it's always put me in a better mental state is writing. Ooh, that's a good so, one. But not just writing, writing with gratitude. Yeah. So you don't necessarily like maybe, maybe you take five minutes and just write about what's going on in your day. But if you can end it or even just do this, write three things that you're grateful for. And I've never had it. And I, I've practiced this with my clients as well. They've also said the same thing that I've experienced is by the time you're done writing the third thing, you're in a di different mental state. You are. Mm -hmm. I, I fully agree. Like I, I do this occasionally and I wish I did. I'm going to, I want to start doing it every day. Um, but gratitude doesn't have to be like a page long guys. It can be literally, I'm thankful for my dog. That's all you have to say. And then like when you write it, um, I, it's funny. All of our teachers always stretch or stress this. Like when you write something, you remember it more because it took more work for you to do it. Just like mm -hmm. if you read something, it, you're going to remember it more than if you watched it. Just yeah. it's it, it just sparks different parts of our learning process, our cognition, and that's 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 actually good because like I mean I know so many people who are benefited from gratitude. I know Tony Robbins really preaches gratitude, and yes. if you don't stress gratitude in your life, you look at the bad things. And if you look at the bad things in life, then your reality is you looking at bad things. And that's going to negatively affect how you speak, how you walk, how you present yourself, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So if you're, yes, if, if you can, if you struggle with all this stuff, high stress, not being able to calm down, gratitude journals are easy and very, very effective. If you continuously do them and and continue to get better with them not and like start with two sentence one, one sentence two sentence and then start getting a little bit more in depth of why you're why you're grateful for these things um i know you have a lot of different techniques with that but that's just what i start with i start with something very simple and then if i'm feeling like 
oh my gosh, like if I'm feeling like on sometimes it's, it's weird. Usually the first thing is basic. The second thing's a little bit more like detailed. And the third thing you're like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. Like my life is awesome. Like I, this is me. I'm living my unique self and I have a lot of, a lot of love in, in my life. So it's like remi- constantly reminding yourself that is huge, especially if you aren't someone who's very social. If you don't get out a lot, if you find yourself alone a lot, guys, humans are not meant to be alone. We're not. Why do you think we go psych- psycho if we're stranded on an island? You see all the movies and books. Like that's that's real. We we crave a community. We we crave support from others. And you can look at it everywhere. There's movements going on. There is left and right political parties. They crave other people who think the same way they do. So I th- I just think reaching out to people as well, like with gratitude and letting people know like, Hey, I, I'm really happy that, that you're in my life and you're my friend. Um, I I've had experiences with that. Like, I mean, it's as simple as sending a gift for uh, someone $5 on Venmo. Like, Hey man, thinking about you, um, get a coffee on me today. Um, let's, let's meet up soon. Like you have no idea what that person could be going through if you haven't talked to him in a long time and how much that can mean to him. I mean, yeah, it's $5, but that $5 can, can lead to really them maybe opening up to you or maybe them inviting you and you guys have an amazing time or you, I don't, it's just, there's so much great things that could happen from gratitude and giving. And oh my gosh, like just with, through what I've experienced, it is top, top of the line. It's the best stress reliever you could ever have. Yeah. And I mean, you, you touched on a lot of great things there. Um, one tip I, I do like to give people, um, because a lot of people don't necessarily keep the idea of like writing. So there's an app that's free. That's a like five minute journal. And that's what I've started doing. Cause you always have your phone on you. So if you can't make it into your morning practice, this could literally be at any time, but it just asks like three things that you're grateful for today. You can just do it in that journal too. So you could put it in your notes. There's so many different ways that you can do it in today's age where it doesn't have to just be like in a written handwritten journal, if that's not your style. So Austin presented quite a few awesome ideas as well as to like, you can expand this. It doesn't just have to be like you writing for yourself. If you're more of an extrovert or more of somebody who likes to reach out to people or even want to just try that, um, expand that into just telling somebody that you're grateful for them and see how that can change things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just, I feel like just coming off as genuine, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like, obviously sending that to the wrong person they might think of oh who do you think you are having to give me money i don't want your charity and all that stuff but like if that's if that's their response guys that's probably not someone you want you really want to be around that much let's be real here um just fine like if someone if you know someone is good for you if you know you if you like their energy and they're a friend and you want them in your life more just be genuine be genuine and, and show them that you're grateful for their presence show them that you're grateful just to know and be their friend because like friendships are everything friendship like yes family is everything but if you're not friends with your family that's then they're not everything like we have to be aware of who our friends are and what we're putting ourselves around the most because that's going to be a direct reflection of who we are it is and it can cause that stress that we're talking about yes and it's crazy that is another thing uh this is going to be a bonus i know we're only going to do three things this is a <laughs> bonus so you guys are getting exclusive content that never happens (laughs) but what you just like sparked that in my head because i was reading i forget which book it was but um it 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 was about 
and why we are so impatient with our family members. Hmm. Okay. And typically impatience is, sorry, there's a fly buzzing around me and it's really <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> um, well, anyway, it, um, impatience is directly related to your emotional attachments. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a response from emotion, not logic. Okay. So that's why unhappy couples are very quick with each other. They're very quick tempered um, because they're emotionally attached and they react on emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought that was like super like enlightening, enlightening because it makes sense why friends give each other shit. It does. It, it makes sense why like you shouldn't hire your significant other as your coach. It makes sense why you should, you should leave that personal life and your um, self-betterment life separated from people that are, you're emotionally attached with because it, it can cause a lot of arguments that, that just don't need to happen, to be completely honest. It's, it's one thing to support somebody, but to feel like they have to support you. Totally different totally different. Like we, like, that's the whole idea of, we don't need your charity. It's not that it's, if they genuinely want to support us or support you, then they will. They're, you're not going to have to ask them for it. You're not going to have to do all that stuff. If they genuinely want to, they will. And, um, and I just think it's, it's important to know, like our emotions are it, like, that's super important. We are stressed out around our family because we're emotionally attached to them. We spent our whole lives with them, our whole childhood. And Everything, I don't know if you guys know this, but everything you do in your life right now is, was, is, is because of your childhood. It's because of how, you, how you're raised. And it's because of your process of going through puberty and what you learned and your experiences. So we have adapted from our past. And our past brings up the most memories and what's very easy to remember, the bad things. It is. It's always easy to remember like what someone did 10 years ago that was really shitty. It's hard to remember all the little things that were really good. It is. But that's because you're emotionally attached to them because emotions are directly related to your negative experiences, honestly. It's like you have to watch out when you're reacting on emotion because you're never going to actually be genuine and you're never going to be your true self if you're, if you're acting on emotion. And I'm sure you can touch on that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, so even something that is pretty often said in yoga is um responding not reacting when you're reacting you're um you're reacting to ex expectations and emotions and attachments when you are responding you're more in the moment and um you're understanding what's happening there and figuring out what's the best response for where you're currently at so it's more of a logical approach and the in the moment approach versus the emotional and expectational approach so yep. responding versus reacting. Yep. And that is cool because when we're emotionally attached to somebody, we, re uh, we react. We don't like we so expectations. Yes. And I always use the, the example of road rage. You react to what someone else does. You don't mm -hmm. respond. You react. You get pissed off mm -hmm. because it's just like a, just a random thing that, that stresses you out. But yes. so it's just, yeah, I just, I, I want you to know, like, that's a really good thing to think about. Are you responding to, to what someone says or are you reacting? And typically if it comes off as you find that offensive or you uh, might not have agreed with them, sit back a little bit. Like 
take it in, give yourself five seconds, breathe maybe, and lower your stress and come at it from a logical standpoint. And that'll allow your stress and it'll allow one, your, your, your stress to go down Two, how allow you to have better arguments. Arguments aren't, shouldn't always be a negative thing. It's stuff that needs to happen sometimes. And it's not, and I wouldn't look at it as an argument, look at it as the positive persuasion. Um, look at it as how, how can I come at this at the most logical point to show what I'm feeling and to also take in what the other person's feeling and find a middle ground and to where both sides are happy. So the guys, guys, this is, I think we've, we've touched on a lot of stuff here that I think will help some people. Um, if you're struggling with high stress, um, this is something to do. Just, just journal gratitude and work on stretching your body, move your body as much as possible, guys exercise. Just do something very little minimal every day. A 20 minute walk can mean so much to, to your life. Absolutely. It really can. It can and even just listening. This, a lot of the things that we touched on tonight are just learning to listen to your body, learning to be aware of what's going on yeah. and how to respond to that. I agree hundred percent. And that's one thing like it went, when I look back at like at myself three, four years ago, I was so like unaware of what all of my habits I like, I was so stubborn when it came to who I thought I was. Um, I had this built up persona or persona of who I was, but it was nothing really who I was. So you always have to like self-check yourself. Awareness is the best way to do that. Are you, are you owning what you're preaching? Are you actually going to do what you say you're going to do? And the last thing I'm going to say guys, and I've said this before, but if men could be less stubborn and women could believe in themselves more, we would have a healthier society. I hundred percent agree with that. Yep. Stubbornness and belief are two. And I'm not like classifying men and women as, I mean, it's both sides. It could be either or, and it's yeah. both of them, but typically men are very stubborn and mm -hmm. women struggle to believe in themselves, believe they can change, believe they can be something better than what they are. So I'm just here to let you know. And so is Jessica, you are, you are good enough to, to make that difference. You are good enough to be lower stress and to not feel overwhelmed and men stop being so stubborn. You're not a macho guy, just dry scooping protein powder. Let's, let's take a chill pill. Let's come at it from a logical standpoint and let's learn how to grow and not just react to things. Let's learn how to, how to respond and lower our stress and be the best human that we possibly can. Love it. Heart. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to wrap that up guys. Um, if you guys want any or have any questions on stress, uh, you can message me or Jessica, um, just through our, um, Instagrams, I guess would be the easiest way to do that. Um, I can yeah. link those in the uh, show notes so you guys can just one, one click, but, um, yeah, if you guys are struggling at all with stress, with, um, feeling like you're overwhelmed, you can't breathe. Um, Jessica would be an amazing person to talk to because she deals directly with that, with people who really struggle with just finding someone to, or finding time for themselves to breathe and mm -hmm. to feel one with themselves. So awesome. Uh, thank you. Thanks again, Jess, for, for, uh, hopping on with this uh, podcast. Anytime. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll definitely have you back on here soon because this is just a, uh, you're just so easy to talk to. <laughs> Aww, thanks. Well, I'm looking forward to it. This is awesome.